Let's begin with a drum set. Listen for an explosive live sound. The snare should be crisp and the cymbals should ring. Rise and shine, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, weather, and really cool interviews. Monday. Rise and shine, pour yourself a cup of coffee, and tune in to Good Morning Aurora. News, News weather, weather, and, and really, really cool, cool interviews. interviews. Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. 
Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. Good morning, Aurora. The time is 8 o'clock on the dot. <laughs> Just like that. Timing is good. You're listening to Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Yay! I know. So we have... We have things to talk about. We have things to discuss. We have things to go over today with you guys. It is Tuesday the 11th. Yeah, Tuesday the 11th. Um, And I've got news about court. I've got stuff to talk to you guys about, about vaccines and health, all that other good stuff. We've got some local headlines and topics coming your way as well, tomorrow will be another great episode of Buenos Dias Aurora, the second largest city's first bilingual news podcast. So get ready for that. Brush up on your Spanish. Word up. Y'all like that? You like it? You do? I know you do. Brush up on your Spanish skills with us as we chop up all of the good topics that you guys love, but just in Spanish. Anna Sierra's here. Good morning, Anna. Efiani Odubanamama. Good morning to you as well. I might have massacred your name. And if I did, it's all right. Keep tuning in. I will get it right very, very soon. Okay. So the first thing I'm going to talk to you guys about. Actually, let me start that over. Monica, how you feeling? I'm good. Good. I'm good. Good. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm always excited to come to Good Morning Aurora. Good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I am glad. See, that's what... Look. Wait, the other day, I... Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> so we went remote for the my part-time that I'm working. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for some reason, I was like, yay, I get to stay home, like, the whole day, right? Right. And then I was like, wait, hold up. I had to wake up early in the morning still because I had to go to Good Morning Aurora. So I was just like, for like a split second, I wasn't going to come because I was like, yay, I'm staying home because I don't have to go out anywhere. Ah, (laughs) But you do. Yeah, I was like, oh, wait, I have Good Morning Aurora in the morning. I still have to get up. Well, the thing about this, too, that is interesting. You've been here a while, so you you see... um, and that is like it's an hour. Mm-hmm. We're here for an hour. We we come in, we deliver the news and all that. We do more in an hour than a lot of people do all damn day. So when you're here, you get a workout, you get a mental exercise, you get all that good stuff. The time mm-hmm. is eight oh three a.m. All right. So, ladies and gentlemen, um, first things first, I want to tell you guys about. Um, I want to read this article to you. You will you will remember last week I told you about a uh, COVID nineteen outbreak at the Kane County Jail. I want to read a little bit of an update about it, and this is in regards to uh, more monies to be spent for Kane County. As officials try to contain a new COVID nineteen outbreak at the jail, Sheriff Haynes said by this fall, a new camera system costing four million dollars should be in place at the facility that will allow corrections officers to non directly monitor detainees from outside the jail pods before Christmas. Around thirty detainees, or about eight percent of the jail's population, tested positive for COVID nineteen as of Wednesday. The outbreak has dipped to around sixty five detainees and fifteen staff members, or about eighteen percent of the jail population. According to Sheriff Hain, the increase of correction officers bringing the virus into jail pods is because the county is under a direct supervision model similar to the jails in Lake and Will counties, which also have seen spikes in COVID-19 cases. When new detainees enter the jail, they're put in a quarantine cell block for 14 days to ensure the virus does not enter POP, otherwise known as general population. Um, so, and, and this goes on because this is, um, this is important to note. Quote, so the only way it can come in is from our officers. They have to go home to their families. So that's why I think it's important to create that separation in the future. Now, 
Uh, Ron Hain hopes that by September, correction officers will be able to watch detainees from outside the cell pods by using new cameras placed throughout the jail. The project will cost a little more than $3.9 million and be paid mostly uh, through Federal American Rescue Plan funding. The county received more than $103.4 million in federal funding designed to assist local economic recovery efforts and help governments address pandemic-related problems. The jail currently uses an original uses the original video camera surveillance system installed in 2008. It's severely antiquated with some parts inoperable and difficult to view and video coverage is lacking in many areas of the facility, according to a purchasing purchasing resolution for the new city or excuse me, new system. With the new cameras, corrections officers will instead have a workstation outside each cell block, something that when the jail was built in 2008, no one would even think of. Cases started to arrive at the jail around December 12th. So the story with COVID-19 cases in King County Jail is still ongoing, ladies and gentlemen. And as we know, COVID is still ravaging, unfortunately, through our county. So please wear your mask, wash your hands and your underwear, and use hand sanitizer. I recommend Purell. The time is 8.07 a.m. Monica, let's do this. Let's look, because here's the thing. Why don't you take us to a couple of couple of joints, like three little joints real quick. Let's give them these right now because I'm about to actually, I'm about to do something else to them. And we're going to do this right now. <clears throat> we'll do it now. All right. Good morning, everyone. Here are your local headlines. Real news, real people, real stories, 100% Aurora. Don't forget to please subscribe to our YouTube channel to stay up to date on all of our content. There you can also watch all of our interviews and receive notifications when we go live. Advocate Sherman Hospital is hosting a blood drive Tuesday the 18th from 10.30 a.m. to 3.30 p.m. This will take place at Lake Level Rooms, located at 1425 North Randall Road in Elgin. Give something that means something. This is sponsored by the American Red Cross. To make an appointment, call 1-800-RED-CROSS. On Tuesdays, starting January 11th, which is today, through February 22nd, from 6.30 p.m. to 8 p.m., Rush Copley Medical Center has a great event scheduled. Enjoy the benefits of better health by overcoming tobacco addiction. Freedom from Smoking. A seven-week program sponsored by the American Lung Association will prepare you to quit any tobacco product by week four and provide support throughout the process. To register, visit rush.edu slash FFS or call 888-352-7874 and I'll be sure to put that link in our chat. The 2022 Youth Voices Forum on Mental Health will be held virtually on Wednesday, February 23rd from 8 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. The Youth Voices Forum creates a space for young people to have their voices heard as they share their thoughts, experiences, and insights related to mental health. This year's forum will feature student speakers, small group breakout sessions, and a large group session where students can report out. Nice. <clears throat> Thank you very much, Monica. I appreciate that. All right. Moving right along. Again, back to our topics. Time is 8.09. A M. Okay, so uh, we told you guys last week that our friend Mike Nelson was um, recently the, let me start that over, the Committee of the Whole gave consent to a resolution approving the appointment of our friend Mike Nelson to manager of the events division within the Mayor's Office of Community Affairs. So. Congratulations to our good buddy, Mr. Mike Nelson. He is a great man. And uh, he's going to be in charge of all the parades. Saul is here. Good morning to you, Saul. Tyrus Brooks, Cruz Ocho, Casildo. What is up, baby? Good to see you guys today. All right. Um, 
I want to read this coming up. Good stuff here. This year, you'll see the highly anticipated return of our Memorial Day Parade, which has not stepped off since 2019. The 4th of July Parade, the Fiesta's Patrias Parade, the Pooch Parade, the Veterans Day Parade, the Winter Lights Parade, which was just held this last November and broke a record. And the Incredible Pride Parade, which has not stepped off since 2019. Yes, great things are coming here very soon to the city of Aurora. Cultural events on the list also include the Puerto Rican Festival. How do I know? Yeah. <laughs> what? Uh, Diwali, Aurora Avanzando, Chinese New Year, Juneteenth, Irish Festival, and Greek Festival. Okay. Before I get into the topic I want to kind of pull your ear about, let me give a shout out to The Voice newspaper and Jason and Carter Crane, great guys, and uh, they are the old school. I was reading The Voice when I was taking the train, working downtown and all that. Had had it in my bag, reading it with my tie on, looking like an old man. Um, Okay, shouts out to these guys. I I wanna share everything that The uh, Voice does still. The time is... 8, 11 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first day on news podcast. Vanessa Rodriguez Aguirre is here. Good morning to you, you awesome and wonderful person. Okay. Now, let's talk about court. Dun, 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 dun. Dun, 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 Let's talk about court. We need that key. We do need that key. <laughs> oh, no. He's slanted. He's slanted. Hold on a second. <laughs> Let me see that a little bit. Yeah, he's slant. Okay, he is. How's that? A little better? Oh, yeah, that's better. All right, hit us with some claps. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we, we change it. We got to make it look good for you. We got to make it look good for you. Oh, that's better. That's better. Um, Johnny Felix, good morning to you, Johnny Felix. I just saw you send me an email. I'll take a look at that and get right back to you, my brother. The time is, what time is it? 8.13 a.m. Okay. We told you guys last week that cases are on the rise in Kane County, and they have forced Kane County Court to go virtual. I'll read the article from uh, to you guys again. Kane County Circuit. Court will conduct most business remotely online from yesterday to February 4th following a rise in cases. Only jury trials and requests for orders of protection will be handled in person at courtrooms at the courthouse in Geneva or the Judicial Center in St. Charles. Okay, it continues. All other scheduled cases will be heard remotely using Zoom. The links to the individual courtrooms can be found in streaming directory at www.illinois16thjudicialcircuit.org. Also, all cases at the branch courts in Aurora, St. Charles, and Elgin will be held via Zoom. Branch courts will reopen to in-person appearances on Monday, February 7th. Uh, According to Kane County Chief Judge Clint Hull, the decision was made after consulting with judges, county officials, public defenders, and state's attorneys, court services, the circuit court clerk, and representatives of private attorneys. Um, Kane County Jail has an outbreak, and court does not want an outbreak. Now, that's Kane County. But here's something that is off the presses, and, and this is a little bit little bit different. Now, listen. Listen carefully. I mean, the headlines are just so stark, right? We can read. I got four eyes. Kendall County courts remain open as COVID-19 cases increase. Kane County Court will conduct most business remotely following a rise in COVID-19 cases. Kendall County courts remain open as COVID-19 cases increase? Does that sound fishy to anybody else? Does anybody else find that strange? Let's continue to read. The Kendall County Courthouse in Yorkville remain open for business despite an increase in COVID-19 test positivity rates in the region. However, 
People are encouraged to do court business remotely via Zoom whenever possible. The Kendall County Courthouse in Yorkville will remain open for business despite an increase in COVID-19 positivity rates. However, people are encouraged to do court business remotely via Zoom whenever possible. Why wouldn't they just, why wouldn't they just announce the closing of court? I mean, right? Hmm. Uh, according to Kendall County presiding judge Robert Pilmer, quote, we encourage the use of remote appearances via Zoom in all courtrooms to the extent possible. This is available to all individuals and attorneys in most instances and should be used to help minimize further transmission of the virus. According to Judge Pilmer, the 23rd Judicial Circuit Court is managing through the surge of COVID-19 cases. The courts are in a better position today compared to March of 2020 when all court proceedings occurred in person. Hmm. Interesting. Now, in this article, listen to what it says. Listen. A few days ago, it was announced that the circuit court in Kane County. Okay. Will conduct most of its business remotely online from January 10th through February 4th due to the rise of COVID-19 cases in the county. So, we can identify the difference. We can print what they're doing in our article. But why wouldn't they just close court? I think that's the question of the day. Monica, what do you think about that? Well, oh, you was on Facebook, no? <clears throat> no. Well, <laughs> um, well, I think about the article of, I think you read it yesterday, about um, Wabanzi Community College and Aurora University mm -hmm. and how it said Wabanzi's going remote and Aurora University is still going on. So it gives me the same vibe as that, that there's two institutions two organizations or whatever and one is doing such and such and the other one is not i mean it i mean that, that i mean organizations yeah. don't have to do what the other person does right but wow mm -hmm. two organizations doing the same thing the, the they're in the same field mm -hmm. same um you know realm but they're doing opposite things. That just doesn't make it, it a doesn't, lot of sense. No. It doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't. Um, so the time is 8.18 a.m. Let us know what you guys think. And also, as you guys know what we do, let us know in the chat uh, with a comment of how you're feeling. Give us the emoji for how you feel today. Are you the butterfly fluttering daintily on air? Or are you perhaps the 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 bat flapping your wings using echolocation let us know the time is 8 19 a.m you know what echolocation is right um, mm -mm. does anybody know what echolocation is as a matter of fact i'll tell you what if anybody can tell us what echolocation is <laughs> in the next 30 seconds you will get a good morning aurora sticker that's right Let's get our learn on this morning. Okay. Uh, let's move right along. Can I along. try a, to guess it? Yes, you can. Is it like a location? Like they can hear from like very far distances? Like they can know what's going on like very far distances? You're getting close. Okay. You're getting close. Not bad. Mm -hmm. Not bad. Help me out, people. <laughs> <laughs> Uh-oh. Vanessa Rodriguez Aguirre. Location based on sound waves. Damn. Yeah. Hit the clap for <laughs> Vanessa. That was good. That was good. <laughs> Vanessa Rodriguez Aguirre. Your sticker is here. Five East Downer Place. Sweet Tea. Tyrus Brooks. Johnny. Dora Sanchez Soto. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Bianca Camargo, good morning to you as well. Jennifer Ryan Maiden, the bad sons out, the bat sons out, 
sends out a sound kind of like a clicking sound. It bosses off an item and they can see how far it is from them. That is correct. Because bats have poor eyesight. So they send the click and then the click flies out. Maybe the mouse is, maybe it's four feet away. It hits the mouse, boop, then it bounces back, boop, like a little radar. Mm -hmm. Then they're like, okay, it's four feet, boom, 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 boom. And then, then they suck your blood. That's vampires. Oh, see? <laughs> Corny. All right. Um, so we talked about uh, Wabonza Community College and AU just yesterday. Uh, we also had a great conversation yesterday with... Um, Chris Jenkins of K25 Softball and Baseball. Um, if you guys did not get a chance to see that awesome interview, please watch it. Please watch the episode. The episode was really, really, really good. Um, Chris is a great man, and we look forward to seeing more of his good work uh, coming up pretty soon here in the near future. Uh, his facility is located um, in North Aurora. We have the address for that. We posted it or we shouted out yesterday. We'll make a separate post for his business on our social media pages. If you have Twitter, hit us up on Twitter. We do the tweet thing too. The time is 821. All right. So the deadline is coming very soon for nearly 200 different scholarships through the Community Foundation of the Fox River Valley. Um, Applications for the scholarships are due next Tuesday, the 18th. Many of the scholarships are based on financial need. Others reward merit, merit, and bah! All y'all. Ah. Let's try that again. Let's do it. All right, plain English. Others reward merit and academic achievement. Some are niche scholarships for specific fields of study, and some are renewable for up to four years. To apply, go to cffrv.com. To access the application, general policies, the list of materials needed to apply, primary eligibility requirements, type of scholarships available, and location-based opportunities. As a group, we're pretty smart. Yeah, we are some smart people. We are. All of us are smart. Look at us. They should have a big Jeopardy and have all of us on there. Right? Yeah. Hell yeah. They'd be like, team, good morning, Aurora, for the win. And we can win all kinds of money and split it and party with chicken wings and quesadillas and... and Resin and all kinds of good stuff. Oosh. Okay, uh, scholarships are available to students who live in the Aurora area, the Tri-Cities of Batavia, Geneva, and St. Charles, and Kendall County. Um, students apply to the Community Foundation Scholarship Program as a whole, not for a particular scholarship, and are considered for any scholarship in which they are eligible. Applications are reviewed by the Foundation Scholarship Committee. Students who submit applications by the January 18th deadline will receive award decisions in early May of 2022. That is your incentive. The word of the day is incentive. Monica, if you'd be so kind. Visual Arts, good morning to you. Tracy Duran. What is up, Tracy Duran? The time is 8.24 a.m. You are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And Monica, when you are done giving these people the word of the day, if you would take me to a commercial so I can Damn, that was quick. <laughs> Happily, bruh. <laughs> say, say less, fool. <laughs> All right, um, Gary Strong, good morning to you. Here's the thing, you guys. I gotta, I'm gonna gripe. Uh, you know, I'm not gonna, I'm just gonna talk for a little bit. We received a DM from a person in the community. Actually, let me read the DM to you. Let me read this DM that Good Morning Aurora got. And this is not, I mean, this, this happens. A lot. Let me read this DM to you. 
Are you guys like the news? And then our away message. Hi, thanks for contacting. Boom, boom. We'll see where you get back. Please do. How can we help you? There's a lot of corrupt slash covered things going on with the Aurora Housing Authority. If I can meet with one of you soon. So then we responded back. Sure, we'll reach out with a time that may work and talk. Okay, I'd appreciate it. How does Monday next week at 10 a.m. work to meet? So Monday yesterday. That will be okay. Where do I have to go? So we gave the location. Okay, I'll be there. Here's where the conversation gets colorful. Our next message was one of clarity and made with alacrity. What is your email address? The person no longer responded. That was sent on Friday. On Saturday, we reached out once again to this person. What's your email address so we can make a calendar invite for our staff member who will be meeting you? And then no response. So here, here's what's kind of weird, right? You hit up the news. You say you got a story about, let me read, corrupt, covered up things going on. And when we ask for your email address, all of a sudden, now you don't respond back. The young kids now, they use the word sus, right? That's what they say, sus. Isn't that, that feel kind of sus, right? Why wouldn't you want to give us your email address? We just gonna make a calendar invite to put it in there. So boom, 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 you know where you're gonna meet with all the details. Why would you not give us your email address? So the moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen, is that your favorite news program, us, of course, will always dot our I's. We will always cross our T's. We will make sure the door is locked. We'll make sure it's open. We will check your pulse. We will tie our shoelaces and we will check the fire on the pot that's boiling. Because that's just what is required. Could you imagine if somebody said, hey, I have a... Uh, I got something about the GAR, or I got something about Tavern on Broadway, or I got something about McCarty Mills. I got something about this and that. And you don't check the information? Now, I was going to say the name of the person who sent, but I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. It's worth it for you and us to know that we care about the information we put out and the people who we are concerned with. The time is 8.28 a.m. You're listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Monica gave you the word of the day, which is incentive. So you have that. I'm going to give you this one thing that I got here. Hold on, let me find this. Aha! I got it. Okay. Um, last night... The city council voted on a new lease with Carver Arrow designed to stimulate building activity at the Aurora Municipal Airport. Monica, did you know we have an airport? Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can use it, though. I know it's it's there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I don't know if we can use it. I know it. we got, like, the landing strip, but I ain't never seen nothing land on it. <laughs> yeah, we, we have an airport. It's one of the things a lot of people don't know about Aurora. Aurora has its own airport airport and strangely enough let's do the math we got an airport we got two malls mm -hmm. we got a casino we got the greatest news channel that ever existed mm -hmm. we got Paramount Theater we have all these great things, but why does it still feel like a small town sometimes, right? Don't it feel like Rock of the Corner, he go riding? Don't it feel like that? It feels like that. When will Jay-Z get off the plane? 
Wait, but can people use that airport? Uh, like regular people? Uh, that's a good question. I don't mm-hmm. know. I don't know. Has because any- I always try to like, like you know, book, <laughs> yeah. uh, book flights so I can be like, oh, well, I mean, there's an airport here. Like, I mm-hmm. don't have to drive too far. But it, it doesn't come up, so. Right. I'm not sure. Yeah. We driving all the way to O'Hare mm-hmm. when we could just go to boom, boom, boom. Right. And fly. Um, <laughs> but check this out, guys. I have the I have the details right here, and the details include numbers. Um, so you can and you can bring us back on El Camara. Um, Carver Aero LLC. That is who the new lease agreement will be with. Uh, it replaces the former lease with Luminaire as a fixed base operator. The lease would include a clause calling for investment of new infrastructure by Carver Arrow of at least $10 million. It would be for five years with three five-year renewal terms for a total of 20 years. According to the lease, if the infrastructure improvements are done as called for, the city would rebate ground rent paid by Carver Arrow for each of the 20 years. Uh, the new lease has a $10 million commitment. That's according to Carmen Forte, a lawyer with Klein, Thorpe, and Jenkins. Uh, aldermen are expected to approve the lease. It happened last night. Now, I have to tell you, I was not able to tune in and watch. Did anybody tune into the city council last night? Let us know in the chat. Monica, did you watch the city council? Oh. Ah, I'm not getting good with them buttons. Um, Did anybody watch it last night? If you watched it, let us know in the chat. Carver Arrow will be entering Illinois for the first time as a fixed base operator. Headquartered in Muscatine, Iowa, at that city's municipal airport, Carver Arrow also has fixed base operations in Davenport and Council Bluffs, Iowa, as well as Janesville, Wisconsin. Very cool. Very cool. Um, So, yeah, we need to... Oh, here's some history. Luminaire began in Aurora in 1961 as the predecessor to the Aurora Municipal Airport, the Aurora Airways Airport, a strip along Interstate 88 on the far west side. They moved to the Aurora Airport in 1966 and have been a fixed base operator ever since. Wow. Interesting stuff. All right, the time is 8.33 a.m. Monica, if you'd be so kind, give us another three, another three joints. Just a, right, sprinkle them, sprinkle them. Just a sprinkle. Just a sprinkle of news. The Goodwill Workforce Connection Center and BG Multifamily are coming together for a great hiring event on Wednesday, January 12th. This will take place from 10 a.m. to noon at 351 East Roosevelt Road in Lombard. Immediate hiring exists in Chicago and the suburbs for such positions as leasing consultants, customer service reps, and more. All positions can lead to a full-time career. For more information, call 630-576-4661 and let them know you heard about it on Good Morning Aurora. That's right. Monday, the 24th of January, from 5 p.m. to 6 p.m., State Representative Barbara Hernandez will hold the first virtual social justice meeting of 2022. This will take place from 5 to 6 p.m., and registration is required. The guest organization will be the Illinois Aging Together, a statewide movement for aging equity. And the registration link will be provided in our chat. Also from Rush Copley, Fridays, uh, February 4th through March 18th from 10 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Join them for a free group workshop to support and help people managing cancer treatment or in remission. This group is facilitated by two trained leaders meets for two and a half hours once a week for seven weeks and focuses on increasing your ability to manage your health and maintain an active and full life. For more information or to register, contact Waterford Place at 331-301-5280. 
Tomorrow will be another episode of Buenos Dias Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. And Buenos Dias Aurora is going through a good number of transformation and changes in a brand new year. You will see great new interviews uh, by our fabulous community members, some of which have never been interviewed before. So get ready to see that. A lot of diamond in the rough stories will be Debuted and featured this year, all of 2022, not just on Buenos Dias Aurora, but here on Good Morning Aurora as well. In addition to that, Good Morning Aurora has a lot of new projects, new initiatives, new stories to tell. So we'll be showing you guys brand new, dynamic and interesting things on a regular basis. Like we say, real news, real people, 100 percent Aurora. Hit the clap for you. <laughs> yeah, do you, you know what? Yes. yes. so official so official that's right 100 percent real news um all right i'm going to uh actually let me pause real quick briefly now you guys know that we did the we did postpone uh this month's noticias y mimosas keep in mind ladies and gentlemen i got asked about this just the other day by a friend uh we, we had a great conversation chopping it up um you know, Good Morning Aurora started, you know, three months into the pandemic. Good Morning Aurora is a, is a show that began in the pandemic and it began to help people. Um, as a result of that, with cases on the rise and with more people getting sick and things like that, it would be it would be against the spirit of Good Morning Aurora. To go out and continue to have fun, kick it and chill while cases are on the rise and more and more people are getting sick. That's the opposite of the spirit of how the show started. You get it? So we can't do that. So as long as it takes and while cases are on the rise, Good Morning Aurora will respect the spirit and the letter of COVID-19 protocol. That's what we do on this show because we care. Uh, the time is 8.38 a.m. All right. So I uh, want to give you guys a piece of helpful information. We've got news from our friends at Advocate Healthcare. Shouts out to Haley Edwards, Chief of Staff uh, to State Representative Barbara Hernandez. Shouts out to Allison Sanders as well. Shout out to 540 East Galena. Shout out to the phone number 630-270-18. Four eight. Shout out to State Representative Keith Wheeler. Yeah, Oswego, stand up. Shout out to State Representative. Well, she's a commissioner. Shout out to Monica Silva. Shout out to you. Shout out to me. Shout out to the whole world. Okay, COVID-19 uh, testing is open six days a week at the Chicago Premium Outlet. Don't forget about that. King County Board teaming up with Illinois Department of Public Health and the Illinois Emergency Management Agency and the King County Health Department uh, are staffing the county's mass vaccination site there and in Batavia as well. Six days a week. 8 a.m. to 4 p.m. The site is currently open Monday, Wednesday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. The only day it's not open is Sunday. The move comes as the Omicron variant rises in Illinois, and uh, it continues to rise according to, let me get that name for you guys, Ngozi Eziki, director of the Illinois Department of Public Health, quote, the bottom line is the same. The cases are trending up as well as the hospitalizations. It continues to be the case that the vast, vast majority of cases, hospitalizations, and death are among those who are not vaccinated, close quote. I have a piece of that thing, Monica, and we call it... Ooh, damn, that was... Stay tuned for Operation 60505. 
our friends and community partners of VNA Healthcare have teamed up with Unidos and the Neighbor Project to bring COVID-19 resources, flu vaccines, immigration resources, and housing resource and information to you locally. If you live in the zip code of 60505, you will be aware that unfortunately we have the lowest vaccination rate in the entire county. To that end, our dedicated friends have decided, no, we will do what we can to stimulate vaccinations with our people. Sacred Heart Church, located at 755 Fulton Street in Aurora, will be the location for this great event. The date will be the 15th, which is this Saturday. The flyer should be disseminated today, but allow me to double check all those details, my dear, wonderful, great listeners. And I will make a post about that that you can all share and get the word out on. Okay. The time is 8.41 a.m. and you are listening to and watching Good Morning Aurora, the second largest city's first daily news podcast. Jen Mendoza, good morning. Norma Peterson, good morning to all of you dear, wonderful people. Mary Novoa, good morning. Jen Mendoza, oh my God, look at all these people. Michelle Gums, all of you, wonderful people, you're all here. Okay. Um, so keeping right along with other news that we have um, going on here locally, now let me read this to you. Give me just a second, guys. Give me a second, give me a second, give me a second here. Aha, here it is. Monica told you about the youth forum that's taking place. But did you know that Kane County has a system of care? Did anybody know that? Nobody. See that? Come on. People don't even know their name until they call in here. Who am I? Yeah. That was kind of off the cuff. That was kind of weird. <laughs> we need like, I'm going I'm re- yeah. to rejigger those. Okay. Uh, so your client is court involved. Now what? There is a great workshop and training coming for anyone interested in helping clients navigate the criminal justice system. This is a one-hour virtual presentation for mental health professionals and one CEU for social workers and therapists. This will be February 4th of this year from 10.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. And this is sponsored by, once again, the Kane County System of Care. The guest speaker will be Lisa Oust, Executive Director at Kane County Court Services. Uh, For those of us who are in the social justice field or... Uh, you know, the resource-based field of um, social care, uh, this is very helpful because a lot of our clients who we do come in contact with have entered the system. They may not be in dire trouble with the system, but if they're unfamiliar with how to navigate the basic tenets of the system, they can find themselves in problematic situations. So once again, this will be February 4th from 10.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Registration for this free training is required. The registration link is embedded in this post, and I will post this for you guys later after the show. Um, Are you ready for tomorrow? Definitely. Okay. All right. For those of you who are unaware, and if you didn't get the news, Monica is the new host of Buenos Dias Aurora. Yes, 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 that's true, that's true. How do I know? So yeah, we're gonna be, the whole, we will be all watching Monica tomorrow. We will be watching what she does, what she doesn't do, peeping her, you know, uh, lurking as they <laughs> as they say. Uh, but Monica's doing a great job with that. And we've got some good stories, so stay tuned, stay tuned. Okay, the Will County, Cheryl Brownell is here. Good morning, Cheryl. The Will County Clerk, there is a great article that I read, and I want to read this to you guys uh, here just a tad bit. The Will County Clerk vouches for election integrity amid lies about widespread voting fraud. This is a great article. I'll put the link to this in the the write-up towards the end of the show. Uh, 
Oh, hold on a second. We got breaking news. DJ Breaking News. Elias Aquo, good morning to you. Elias is the proprietor of Crystal House, located at 59 South LaSalle Street, or is it 56? I've been messing it up since the beginning of time, but it's on LaSalle Street on Historic Auto Row. Crystal House is your local location for gifts and engraved crystalware, not glassware, crystalware. Locally, Check them out today and let them know that you heard about it on Good Morning Aurora. All right, breaking news. Today at 9 a.m., the Aurora Fire Department will host a short ceremony at the site of the 1933 Woolworth Fire, which claimed the lives of three Aurora firefighters. The ceremony will take place at 9 a.m. at 19-21 South Broadway next to the venue. Monica, you can bring us back on, on the box. Word up. Thank you very much for sharing that with us, Tracy. That is very good history to know about. All right. I want to read this uh, to you guys from the Will County Clerk. <clears throat> Despite what you may have heard, foreign agents are unable to remotely manipulate ballot counting equipment or change or delete votes in the U.S. elections. Contrary to popular belief, states did not illegally expand voting by mail during the pandemic. Millions of people did not fraudulently vote by Mail. No, there isn't a shred of evidence of widespread voting fraud. But to some, it doesn't seem to matter that judges ruled more than 60 times there was no basis for lawsuits alleging fraud. It doesn't seem to matter that exhaustive recounts and audits in Arizona's Maricopa County and elsewhere affirmed vote counts. There seems to be a growing belief rooted in the shadows of information, misinformation spread on social media and misleading opinions shared on cable talk shows that it's okay to reject vote results if your side lost. More than 155 million American citizens voted in the 2020 presidential election. Every one of those votes was tallied at the local level. Will County is among 3,143 counties, boroughs, parishes, and equivalent jurisdictions that tabulate election results in the United States. That's according to the Census Bureau. Uh, now, the uh, Will County clerk is a woman by the name of Lauren Staley Ferry. She was featured in this great article detailing uh, the simplicity and the ease of the voting process, but also detailing and decrying how um, cockamamie it has become. All right. Um, for example, the county's new Evalulet printer from Bluecrest can print 2,200 ballots per hour. Basement space the Will County Building in Joliet is being renovated to accommodate delivery and installation of additional equipment to assemble and sort vote-by-mail packets in time for the June 28th primary. Will County had 463,465 registered voters in 2020 and 75.1% voted in the presidential election. The clerk walked the reporter of this article through how the 348,071 votes were cast and counted absolutely fantastic absolutely fantastic um so this is a it's a really long article i'll put the link so you guys can check that out at your leisure but um on a local level as you guys know here on this show we've told you repeatedly to vote we've told you to get out there and let your voice be heard in a constructive fashion and um having somebody to detail the process like that with ease is certainly very helpful. Um, so we appreciate Mrs. Uh, Faley, I believe. Don't get her name wrong, Curtis. Ferry, Lauren Staley Ferry. So shout out to Lauren Staley Ferry. Okay, moving right along. Virtual, immediate, or emergency care. Nowhere to go for a fever, cough, sore throat, runny nose, and more. Advocate Healthcare is your place to be.
B, advocate health care. If you think you're experiencing an emergency, please dial 911, but they have quick care video visits for COVID-19, allergies, cold or flu, sinus infections, skin rashes, and sore throat. Immediate care for cuts and scrapes, rashes, sprains and strains, minor burns, and emergency care for broken bones, convulsions or seizures, difficulty breathing, ah, dizziness, and loss of consciousness. All y'all, one more time. All right. So, good morning. Josie Mendoza Geller, donating blood today, doing your part. Thank you very much, Josie. We appreciate that. Uh, let's see. Miss Katrina Perry, Open Doors of Kane County. Good morning to you, dear sister. Tracy Duran wants to know, or Norma wants to know, will it be Facebook Live, Tracy? Can you tell us? Um, it might be. Michelle Gums, this election integrity is going to get me all worked up. I've decided to use the word lie and liar going forward. I spent most the entire day yesterday on this topic and COVID. I was exhausted. That was a good article. Yes, it is very unfortunate that such dribble can make its way into the public discourse. However, um, as you guys know, we try to be the kind of show that will add clarity and decency to the public discourse and not make things worse with absolute BS. All right. Word. Word up. That's right. That's right. All right. The Aurora Sunrise Rotary Club, the greatest Rotary Club. Well, Rotarians are the greatest. So, uh, the Aurora Sunrise Rotary Club, we are hosting wine and chocolate on February 5th at Stonebridge Country Club. It'll be a great event hosted by an organization that does very much for our world and community. Uh, the Wine and Chocolate, once again, this is the 19th annual. This is going to be a great event. If you're not familiar with the Rotary Club, get to know the Rotary Club, what they do, who we are, what we stand for. Service over self. If you look closely, you will see that we have the four-way test in our studio here. The four-way test is something that we live by. And not only that, it also peppers the story that I told you about with the person who showed up out of nowhere and didn't come through and wanted to give us information but shadily didn't give us their email address. So the four-way test. First, is it the truth? Second, is it fair to all concerned? Third, Will it build goodwill and better friendships? And fourth, will it be beneficial to all concerned? That is the four-way test of the things we think, say, or do. If you're thinking something, saying something, or doing something, that is the standard right there. That is, that is the crust of the pizza that Good Morning Aurora is baked on. Monica, did you know that Saturday, Victoria Halamononado is going to be um, at Simply Destiny? Simply Destiny? Word up. Word up. Yeah, she is. At what time? She will be there from 10 a.m. to 11.30 p.m. or 11.30 a.m. Oh, wow. Yep. It's going to be a great time. She's reading her book, Bartleby the Brave. Uh, it's a great story about showing bravery and kindness in the face of bullying. Very awesome. It is. It is. It really, it really is. Okay, Emily, good morning to you. Uh, all of you guys who are donating blood, we appreciate that very much, you guys. We appreciate it very much. Okay, the time is 8.54 a.m. We still got six minutes. Good Lord have mercy. Okay, one last piece of news that I have to deliver. This makes me somewhat sad. Um, so Sidney Portier just passed away. That was tragic. It was very, that was very tragic. And then just the other day, Bob Saget passed away. Um, he was young, wasn't he? Yeah, he was 65, I believe. 65. Um, and you know, 
it has just kind of dawned on me again. Like, I, I do believe that, you know, most people will remember Bob Saget from Full House. Um, and I feel like when we lose these individuals, it, it really struck me with Bob Saget and Sidney Poitier. When we lose these individuals, we also lose a whole lot of memories. Because the thing that happened when Sidney Poitier passed, the same thing that happened when Bob Saget passed. All of a sudden, it was, it was clips and pictures of the movies and the stories and the, the show and everything. And it's like we really have to remember that we can also make memories too. And I think that for the Sydney Portiers, for the Bob Saggots, for the uh, Betty Whites and all these people, if they pass and we still have their work, the work lives on. And I think that that kind of adds a little bit of not happiness, but it does it does make their passing not so sad because I kind of feel like they're more immortal now, like they live forever now. Um, but yeah, Sidney Poitier was a great actor. I watched him as a kid. He was an old man when I was a kid. My mom loved him and all these people. Um, but Bob Saget was a lot of good memories because Bob Saget in Full House was right in the TGIF lineup. If y'all remember TGIF, good times, good times and good memories. Norma Peterson says it brings comfort. Yes, it does. It really does. Uh, it brings a little bit of comfort. It does hurt a little bit, but it, it's still, um, you know, life life does go on. All right. This Thursday, we've got a great episode coming up. We got some more great conversations. And I will tell you, TGIF, yes, Vanessa Rodriguez-Aguirre, you know that. Allie Hernandez, good morning to you. Um, we got a lot of good stuff coming up this year. So I'm going to tell you guys, like, just stay tuned. Stay tuned because Good Morning Aurora is going to show you great things coming up very soon. Um, Monica and I have some more great stories to tell this year. You'll be seeing those soon. And also the weather, uh, excuse me, First Fridays returns next month. And this year, get ready to see Good Morning Aurora even more out and about doing our thing um, out there in the community. So, we appreciate all of you guys for tuning in to us every single day. We love you very much. The time is 8.58 a.m. So all of you people who have to get your work on, we hope that you are able to work a little bit better today. Good Morning Aurora exists for you to hopefully, hopefully have a little bit better day. Hopefully your day is brighter now. Hopefully you will, hopefully when this is over right here, you will be pumped to go to work. Hopefully, hopefully your day now is, is even better and much more stupendous because of listening to the show. We try to uplift people and we hope that we do a good job with you guys. Uh, Norma Peterson says, can't wait to see you at our exhibit. We will be there, Norma. We will be there. And Vanessa says, careful on that ice. Yes, the ice is notorious outside. Mm -hmm. It is really slick. It's really thin. And the more sun that keeps coming out and making it melt, and it just keeps getting thicker and thicker when it gets cold enough and, and freezes again. Please be careful out there on that ice. Um, the streets. For real. <laughs> and the streets. Please be careful, ladies and gentlemen. Please be mm -hmm. careful. Don't text and drive. Mm -hmm. Just wait till you get home to do all that. Um, don't text and walk. Don't text and walk. None of that. You know, just wait till you are sitting down or or um, stationary to send that text out. All right, that is it for the day. Uh, what's any anything you need to tell the people before we go? No, just have an awesome day and keep being you.
That's right. Have an awesome <laughs> day. Keep being you. And take care of yourself and each other. <laughs>